0: Hi, this is Cameron.
1: And I'm Jorge Luis.
0: Today we start season two of our HopeCast, and we catch you up on everything that happened in Ecuador over the summer 2021.
1: Amazing stories coming right now, and let's start now.
0: HopeCast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Season 2! This is Cameron Graham-Vivanco. And my name is
1: Jorge Luis Rodriguez.
0: And we are part of Education Equals Hope here in the country of Ecuador. I'm the co-founder and director of the program in Ecuador.
1: And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well.
0: And oh my word, we're starting Season 2 of a Hope cast.
1: Can you believe it?
0: How many seasons will there be?
1: I wonder. Maybe just 10? (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe just 10, maybe just 100. Maybe just 10. Just, you know. not more than that.
0: What, what else? Hopefully, this is not the first time you've heard our uh, Hopecast, our voices, but if it is, welcome. We're so glad to have you here. Education equals hope. Exist to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult places, situations, if you will. Um, we are in five countries around the globe. We're here in Ecuador, where it started, and Haiti, in Rwanda, in Kenya, and in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And we had 31 episodes of season one that 31. ended in June, and apparently we did a big no-no of going silent. <laughs> Sorry, podcast regulators. <laughs> apparently <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. But that's what happened. So, But now we're back. Welcome to season two.
1: Welcome to season two. This is a great opportunity to for us to communicate how life looks like. For summer, and for missions entirely.
0: To ca- catch everyone up on what happened over the Education World's Ho- World Hope summer, because it was just our summer. No what one happened with summer. our silence. Why did we go radio Why? silent? <laughs> what top <laughs> secret missions were we... No. Um, <laughs> well, there's just the reality that we weren't in the country so we uh couldn't do all this here in the studio but anyway what i'm trying to say is that we're so glad to be back and obviously the podcast is designed to keep supporters informed as to what is going on so we have lots to catch you up on um, tell us again who you are jorjito what who are you
1: i am
0: who am i put your phone down
1: I am the coordinator of teams and training, right?
0: (laughs) Yes, you are. And
1: because I'm the coordinator of these teams and training, everyone for every ministry side is always texting me. Oh, is that what that was? Of course. (laughs) Of course. What else can it be? But the thing is that what, uh, what I do basically is trying to continue the relationship. We always talk about relationship and the Life's discipleship. about
0: relationships.
1: Um, the strong discipleship and the deep, intense um, relationship that we want to have with every ministry side, mm-hmm. with all of the coordinators, with the board, with the church, with everything that we do in order to continue working. And in order, of course, to see every ministry side thrive and be healthy. Mm -hmm. while they they serve, the students and the families.
0: Absolutely. Yes, indeed. So we left you at the beginning of June, um, back in the skinny minute uh, in the United States where it seemed like COVID was going (laughs) to disappear. Sadly, that did not happen. Uh, But so the Vivanco family was in the United States for the majority of the summer, and some of you will be relieved to know that we did renew the two passports that we had to renew that we could not renew here in Ecuador. Uh. But we will talk about that on another episode. Yes. Today, we are going to talk about all that happened in Ecuador and with our ministry sites in June, July, August, and as a new school season or school year, at least in the highlands here, has started in September. So, Jorjito, tell us about all the things that have happened here in Ecuador.
1: Well, there's lots of things that happen. The first is that usually when summer happens, we have teams here.
0: Dun, dun, dun. But, but no teams this summer.
1: No teams this summer.
0: For Not obvious because, COVID reasons. For
1: obvious COVID reasons. The thing is that, of course, like around June and July is when the school year f- finishes. It's the last part of, of the students being in school. This yep, year PS, was really hard. North
0: Americans, the school year does go until June 30th at the earliest. Some schools go until July 15th.
1: Yes. The thing is that the process starts at the end of June, but for some students, if they have to, if they didn't pass a class Mm -hmm. and they have to do another test or a a special project or something Mm -hmm. to actually Mm -hmm. pass the class, it, it can take until July. So our ministry sites, our coordinators, amazing coordinators are still working until July 15, kind of. Of course, and what in they, some
0: situations, all the way into August, I know there are a few, so, um, yeah. a few situations.
1: Because the thing is that what they do is not just knowing that the student is there, not just tutoring the students uh, that are in school they're also seeing that they need, a, that they have everything they need in order to do it. Uh-huh. So that implies also that they are like um, aware of all the circumstances of every family, every student. Mm-hmm. That also implies that they have the work to do even after the kids are um, off in school, you know, off mm-hmm. on, on for mm-hmm. summer vacations. So most of the students um, um, start their vacations, the vacation period in July. And our coordinators, of course, after a year of working with them monthly, um, what the, every month I think we have shared this before. Every month we ask them to give us a report uh-huh. of how they have use the, um, the finances, the finances mm-hmm. and of course, also to let us know how every family is doing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, they do a final report of the entire year Yep. so that we can check how everything is truly going and what can be our plans for next year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this year, as we didn't have um, teams, we focused a lot in seeing how every ministry side was doing, how every church was doing. Even I was able to visit the churches after what, a year and a half of not seeing them? Yeah,
0: because right? we just started being able to visit the churches again. We in just June. started, yes. Mm-hmm. And of
1: course, what, what truly happens when short-term teams come down is that they give us the little excuse to be closer <laughs> to the ministry sites. It's a
0: fantastic excuse. It has so many positive benefits. But one of those things is it does provide the vehicle um, to Absolutely. have a project to work on together and to continue to deepen that relationship.
1: So this year, as we didn't have the teams, we create those projects on our own and we supported the church, most of the churches that we could um, in anything they needed us. And that gave us the opportunity to see each other and see how they were doing. Of course, something that we always do with or without teams is meeting the ministry side coordinators and the boards in order to check how they're doing. What are the goals that they have achieved in the last year? What are the goals that they have for next year? Mm-hmm. What are the challenges? You know, like, all oh, that that implies relationship as always, of course. You're
0: here. I keep hearing that word.
1: This year, we did it that way. You were of the, um, of the country, Cameron.
0: I was out of the country. So
1: what we did is that we met every ministry side. This was kind of like a challenge during a pandemic, of course. <laughs> Meeting all of the coordinators and all of the, um, all of the board members.
0: When you say board, you mean within within each ministry site, within each ministry site, their board that they create to help distribute and oversee the scholarships and yes, exactly sponsorships.
1: Exactly. So what we do is meeting with them. Usually, we used to do a breakfast. For everyone. We and would will cook all for come.
0: 60-some people and everyone would come in. We'd have a, a big annual team, or an annual meeting. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we cannot have uh, that many people gathered together safely, at least this last June, July, and August. So what did you all do instead while we were gone?
1: What we did was actually, in a way, kind of better because we had more time to just mm-hmm. focus in one
0: mm-hmm.
1: at a time and listen to them and really Hear talk about things. Hear each. the stories And also like talk because they, most of what they do, most of those decisions are made by them, but they also feel that they need the encouragement and the support from our side. Of course. So that gave us the the opportunity of truly listening and talking and getting to a right agreement in how to address new things or past things for the new year. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. We met with all of them. They were super happy to see us. And of course, they were super happy that, Thankfully, um, we are able to continue with them, partnering with all of them without any changes, You're which here. is a huge, huge, well, huge. And
0: let's just drill down on that for a second. That means that we were able to maintain every budget mm-hmm. that was the 2021 20, school year. We were able to do twenty one twenty two 22 school year at the same amount. And in two instances, we are able to even increase just slightly uh, mm-hmm. the amount that we're able to give them. So let's just pause real quick and give a huge shout out to yes. all of our supporters, everyone who donates, who makes it possible for us to do this budget planning and budget planning with the ministry sites, because we, we can't give scholarships, so we don't have those resources. So Absolutely. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Those of you who are listening and have given, um, you are making it possible for these young, student, young people, these students to be in school.
1: Yeah, I was really glad to see and marveled at the fact of seeing how we work as a clock that has little tiny parts. Cogs.
0: The word in English is cog. cogs.
1: Cogs. The thing <laughs> is that um, when when you are together, separated, we're practically nothing. When we are together, we little by little move a mm-hmm. huge thing and we make it work. It's true. And that's what teams Partners, sponsors, board, the main board of Equal Sage, um, our executive director, Celeste Bundy, us here, the churches, everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have a specific role, and it's, it was great to see how everything actually is coming to an end and and what are the outcomes for that and what are the, the goals that we could achieve together because we would not a- be able to actually do it on our own.
0: It's really exciting, So it was really, yeah.
1: really, really exciting. Um, also, something that was a huge challenge, and we talked about it in season one, the fact of having um, kids just sitting down in a virtual school mm, was yeah. really hard for Oof. our reality here. Again, we have talked about this in the first season, but what, what happens is that not everyone has... Um, access to technology and Wi-Fi and internet. We worked hard on that
0: last year trying to get that into our students' hands.
1: So that was a huge part of the conversation, how that affected the students. And what else can we do? Um, There are so many good outcomes from this. We saw coordinators not just helping the students in the sense of checking that they have their homework done, but really becoming teachers for them
0: mm, mm-hmm. and
1: actually, like, achieving.
0: Like Sarita Guasaki helped. Uh, like Sarita She Guasaki, would give class every day.
1: Like Adriana and es Amor mm-hmm. uh, in, in the meeting, what, it was great that at the beginning of the school year, where the kids, or the vitru- virtual school year, mm-hmm. when the kids were on just, like, in their homes and they couldn't do their, their homeworks. The Church of Dios es Amor decided to bring some of the students into the church mm-hmm. with all of the biosecurity. They have eight students
0: in the morning and eight students in the afternoon. So they
1: brought them to the church, and they had them there with Adriana that was in charge of really actually making that everything that the teacher is saying on the screen, the Makes student sense. is actually mm-hmm. understanding, growing with that, and applying it.
0: So really this summer, you you got to sit with each of the ministry sites and and let them process all that they had done throughout the year mm-hmm. to listen to know um, we we know that um, grief is a part of the covered experience and the two tools that we have in grief is time and telling the story. So a lot of listening to what the stories are, yes. listening to what happened with individual students, uh, in families, in each ministry site, and have setting aside the time to listen and to listen well. And obviously, if anything needed to be corrected to do that too. But I I don't think, I don't remember you guys saying anything that needed to be corrected. Nothing needed to
1: be corrected. Everything needed to be encouraged Mm -hmm. and give huge shout outs. You know, I think something else that was um, amazing for me is that most of these coordinators, most of the people that work directly with the students or the families, they don't even realize of how big their work is actually Mm. for the families, Mm -hmm. how big the impact can be. So it was really cool that we can say that, you know, like, do you realize what you're doing? Like, you're even changing the way of doing life for these families. They're, they're, you're changing the way for the kids to, to learn. Um, it was just great to see that our students, the students that belong to the program, have uh, higher grades hmm. than the rest of students because the rest of students yeah. don't have that support. Yeah. And we were able to see um, the work of, of our people in you know in paper literally uh-huh. so that the was data really, data, the data coming
0: back to say that that because someone is tracking with them and and loving them they're they're on the verge of not ever being able to go to school period and now they're making some of the highest grades in the class
1: some of the parents of course don't have the time or don't even know how to address those problems with some the students some of them don't even
0: read or write themselves
1: absolutely so they don't know how to do that mm-hmm. our coordinators actually turn to be an tutors T- Turned to be like parents in front of the school for the students. Mm-hmm. They, were like, the
0: students. Mm-hmm. they were
1: also like There were like a lot of issues between other students and the students and the teachers. So what happened is that our coordinators, our tutors, stepped in and advocated for those students. Mm. And and that gave that that gave a huge example for the parents, and a huge sense of security and safety and mm. encouragement and support for the students that, so that we was, all need, right?
0: And and especially in vulnerable situations.
1: Of course, I'm giving you like the fastest version of everything. <laughs> I was going to say, do you
0: have any specific stories? Or are you going to save that for another podcast?
1: We can save it for another podcast, I think, because okay. we have many, many different stories. All what I'm saying is the, the fact of just getting to see what everything, um, how everything actually came to an end in the mm-hmm. school year in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of all the circumstances and all the obstacles that we have. It was just great to see the thriving, oh you know, it was it was they really, can, really important. And that
0: they are thriving. What a gift. What a gift, Jorgito. I was um, sad to miss those virtual meetings or um, some of them. Actually, they were all in person, <laughs> except for when our Rocio came down with COVID and then she had to, had to cancel the rest. And then the, the, the last
1: two were virtual. <laughs> had to cancel hybrid, the last hybrid. two. hybrid. Hybrid. I would
0: say. Oh, you met with them and she was I online. met with them yeah, and she was on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor Chio. But she's much. <laughs> she's fine. She's all better. And um, and she did not get anyone else sick. So we're yeah. so thankful for that. Um, and then just wrapping up the school year in general, making sure that we had everyone's grades and everything was handed in and those who had to do uh, supletorio How do you say that in English? Like summer school. Yeah. Um, making sure those things were happening. So the the scholarship part, that part of the program really lasted through July, and I know in a couple of cases Mm -hmm. into August. So Mm -hmm. that was part of your summer. Um, Tell us some of the other
1: parts. The other parts were that we didn't have uh, teams, right? But we had uh, some interns. We actually had one intern. We
0: had one intern. We had one intern. Shout out to Parker.
1: (laughs) That came down and served with us from May to August, Mm -hmm. from August 1st. So just having that program, and what what we do with interns is that they come down, We train them so that they can help us host the teams that come down every summer.
0: And, and we, as you guys have heard us say before, and if you know the history of Educational's Hope, it came out of a program called KetoQuest, and uh, Parker and Jorge got to, to be a part of the KetoQuest summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to run our intern program and do discipleship and education and support our ministry sites, uh, but we got to do that in conjunction with KetoQuest, so, and that great collaborational spirit of Youth World. Uh, you worked the two teams that came down for Keta Quest, yep. um, as well as working in, in various ministry sites. I remember a lot of time was spent up in mm-hmm. uh
1: doing
0: doing ministry and VBSs for our ministry sites, regardless of the fact and that they were camp, no... summer camp, actually. A summer camp, summer even though camp. there weren't teams that came that was still able to pour into those communities in that way.
1: This year, it was a great opportunity to... Kind of like do a huge training, the entire program, just like training the interns and giving them the the right resources, mm-hmm. briefing them, educating them, training them so that they can go back where they belong, where they want to belong, to serve in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. And of course, giving them the chance of, do, of seeing how it looks like, you know, the life of missions and how it looks like to serve intentionally to others, to be part of a team, you know, all these amazing things that you're saying in Walsaki, we did a summer camp which most of, of the students there, most of the kids didn't even hear, have, haven't have heard before have that there was heard. something, have ever heard about something like a summer camp. Mm-hmm. And we were able to do that for them. Okay. So we had the great chance of visiting most of our ministry sites, connecting and doing some projects, some work projects are Dios es Amor, projects at Cristo Liberador, work projects at Buen Pastor. We just tried to do it as much as we could. And just, of course, giving the the... Given the uh, the um, the circumstance of the pandemic, we couldn't mm-hmm. see all of our friends. Usually, when we we go to a church, um, out of the pandemic, we have everyone coming to see us, and we have activities for everyone sure. planned. We didn't have that, but at least we could we could serve the main leaders of every church mm-hmm. in order to have them ready for whatever they have to do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: so exciting so it, it was i know it was a very busy summer for you it was a very, <laughs> very busy very, as you took leadership on in the KetoQuest quest world and got to uh pour into our educational hope sites mm-hmm. and also all of those meetings and wrapping up the school year we are coming in we have already started a new school year Yay! Wow. There's so much to talk about that, but that will be on uh, one of our future podcasts. More than anything, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to our listeners, to our supporters, everyone who's involved in this. There's a quick snapshot of what happened in Ecuador this last summer, and we will continue to keep you informed as we move forward. We're going to continue to drop podcasts on Mondays, so uh, be listening for that, and we'll share a little bit about the Vivancos adventures Mm -hmm. and what God was doing uh, (laughs) in us and through us while in the United States. We have new staff to introduce you to, and we have lots of stories to share of how your faithfulness um, is translating as God's faithfulness to these students and keeping them in school. Thank you so much. If you'd like to be a part of the supporter team for Education Wills Hope, please, Please go to www.educationequalshope.org and find the Donate Now button. October 13th is our Day of Giving that's coming up next week. I think it's in two days. In two so days. please, please, please share, like, uh, pass on, donate uh, all the information that will be out on social media and, and be a part of this um, this program. We thank you so much.
1: Thank you for your encouragement, encouragement and your support. See you next time.